Britain is about to witness the birth of robot wars. They're still making final adjustments. Three, two, one. Hello everyone and welcome to Activate the Robot Wars podcast. I am Benji, also the hitman. Along with me as always, some say he's gathering data for the military. Others say he just likes Robot Wars. Either way, it's Robbie Armlessly. What's up? Yep. That's... <laughs> I, I say loads at the beginning of a podcast. I cut to you and you're like, uh-huh. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's right. Damn it. I've done it. Yep. Okay. <laughs> done my job. That's fine. If I was... Gathering info for the military, that's the sort of reaction I'd do. I'd be like, that's I true. wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if I wasn't, then what should I say? <laughs> Ambiguous. I tell you what, if you were gathering data for the military on uh, technological weapons, this episode's probably not done you much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not compared to modern robots, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we are series two, Heat E. Up to Heat E. In a much longer series. We're not going to be on the final next episode, like series one, where it only went up to heat F. I think A, B, C, D, E, F. Yep, six, that's right. Given that we release a episode with the consistency of cookie dough, it's probably <laughs> going to be a long time before <laughs> yeah, we finish I mean, this series. It, it'll be next solar eclipse, so we get the next <laughs> exactly. episode out, probably. <laughs> well, we've got the... Next actual main series of Robot Wars coming in a month or so. Yeah, see, we always pick up pace around then. Yeah, because we have to. Yeah. It's like there's this one day slot where you've got to talk about it. Yeah, we get and then... <laughs> get into it. Get into the fever. Robo, that robo fever. Robo fever. <laughs> oh, do we dive right in? I don't think there's much to cover right now. There's nothing crazy to cover, I don't think. I mean, People... we're still here. Again, yeah. as per usual, yeah. just because the episodes come out once in a blue moon, we're not quitting anytime soon. There's so much to cover. Exactly. And yeah, we're going to end up being a weekly thing again within a month or two, basically, yep. at this rate. So, And then go back to the regularity of Haley's Comet <laughs> until the next series. <laughs> Do we dive right in then with Craig Charles? Of course we dive right in with Craig Charles. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man with a rapid fire tongue, Craig Charles. When I was a kid at school, swapping bubblegum and bodily noises behind the bike sheds, things were simple. We thought a Tamagotchi was a disease you caught on a holiday. But times have changed. Long gone are the days of pea shooters and catapults. These days, no self-respecting school kid would leave home without a 3,000 revs per minute industrial chainsaw welded onto the back of a robot. For these are the days of robot wars. And to prove it, six robotic bullies are going to fight for a place in our series semi-finals. Let's have a look at them. The man with the rapid-fire tongue, according uh, to the intro. Uh, yeah, gets uh. worse, starts talking about what he used to do behind the bike sheds. <laughs> <laughs> Combine those two things, and uh, yeah, that makes for an awkward intro that definitely would not pass BBC nowadays. Yeah, I just put his keywords as Tamagotchi, disease and bullies. Which, combined with his rapid-fire tongue, I'd rather just not yeah. know what's going on. He thought Tamagotchis were a disease, so he's talking about rapid-fire tongue behind the bike sheds with a Tamagotchi disease. And somehow there's bullying involved. And then bullying. 
Good old uh, Craig Charles. <laughs> I don't want to know anything about his rapid-fire tongue. <laughs> See, I used to think he was scripted, but now I'm not so sure, because this certainly sounds like the rambling of a man who has abused substances. <laughs> <laughs> it's the sort of thing someone would come up in, in a club would creepily say to you. Yeah. Oh, rapid-fire tongue behind the bike shed. Yeah, boy, mate, boy. Be careful, because I've got Tamagotchi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Craig. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Shall we, we start talking about the robots? Because I can, <laughs> yeah, I can talk about that segment alone for like 20 minutes. Yeah. There's so much material there. Let's just talk about the robots. Oh, God. So many more seasons of that. I know. Oh. <laughs> First, from Huddersfield, Spin Doctor. Things Theresa May needs. From Bromley and Kent, Killatron. Literally a killer of trons. Oh, I thought you were also going to say things Theresa May needs <laughs> just do it for all of them because yeah. the next one from Norwich pain like stepping on an upturned rake from Bournemouth technophobic I too am irrationally afraid of techno music from Darwin in Lancashire shoe me said the man with no shoes from Vista in Oxfordshire ORAC operational readiness acquisition crew yeah I had to look that one up turns out that's not what it means though <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I have a description of what it's all about, and I'm like, what? That's what it means? Yeah, it turns out it's short for Oracle or something. Yeah, that's yeah. the team name. Okay, um, or did you want to go through these beautiful bots in? Ah, you, you pick one, and I'll talk. We just started talking about Orac, so let's go for it. All right, let's start with Orac. We are the Oracles, this is our robot Orac. We have chisels at the front, wheelchair technology, and a circular cutting disc at the rear. You know where the name actually comes from? Where? So the team are Oracles, so it's short for that. It comes from a computer in television series Blake's Seven from the 70s and 80s. I've heard of it, I've never seen it. No, I've not seen it either, but I'm aware of it. Yeah, it's like a sci-fi show. The main computer was called ORAC, all in capitals, but didn't stand for anything. Oh, that kind of thing. Like, they probably wanted to. I'm sure the C is supposed to stand for computer. Uh, like in Team America, where their computer's called Intelligence, but it's, each one's an initial, but it doesn't actually stand for anything. <laughs> yeah, it's basically Got that. It. Brilliant. <laughs> we could make our own initials for it. Um, oily, radical, awesome computer. Oh, I already did. Operational Readiness Acquisition Crew. That's perfect. <laughs> it sounds so good. It does. It does. <laughs> sounds great. Why they just didn't say it was that? No. I don't know. The bot itself kind of looks like a go-kart. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it does doesn't it <laughs> are those pram wheels um, i believe they are um let's have a look i'll actually see what i don't yeah it never actually says what the wheels are i think they, they may have mentioned this pram wheels but mm. i didn't consider it noteworthy at least i just noted that they were flimsy looking but it is invertible with those massive wheels yeah, i suppose that's cool. something i can't yeah. imagine they're going to be able to control it well no no Long arm with the um, saw blade. Yeah, I'm pretty sure on the um, on the wiki it's supposed to say nine inch saw blade, but um, I think the marking they've used actually would put nine foot saw blade. I don't think it's a nine foot saw blade, <laughs> which would be absolutely incredible. I'd love to see a nine foot saw see, blade. That used. would genuinely be a destructive weapon. It'd be terrifying. <laughs> God. Unfortunately, it's not. Well, no, no. It's just a little, little tiny disc 
arms never a good thing having a big long protruding arm it's just some another thing that can go wrong it's isn't so, it yeah it's yeah. gonna get knocked off or grabbed by sir k 400 quid to build though i suppose they're not gonna lose out on much nice and cheap and it's got that sweet turning circle of zero i'm gonna say that a lot during the uh the rundown of the it's box good, it's but... slowly but surely turning circles become a a non-issue zero becomes expected yeah exactly should we move on? I don't think yeah. all, there's much more to there's say about it. There's not much more to say about it, no, I go on. I think they're the only one with a real team name this episode. Yeah, oh, that no. I noted anyway. So there we go. Let's move on to Shumi. Brute force and ignorance is how you've described yeah, your armoury. Right, yeah. I'm sorry, I don't think that's going to be enough for the gauntlet. It has to be. It just has to be. That's all we've got. Shumi, with a turning circle of zero. Wow. <laughs> oh, yes. 50 millimetre ground clearance. So you could get underneath that, really, couldn't you? That's quite a, yeah. that's a big old ground clearance, really. But they're not against any flippers this episode, so I suppose that's a bonus. Nope. Or not really against any flippers. No. Do you know who Shumi's named after? Michael Schumacher. Yes. That's a thing. Why named after Michael Schumacher? Because it's pretty fast. 30 miles per hour. Yeah. Why make it that quickly? Yeah, that, this is seriously a situation of less speed, more haste. Because like, they've got yeah. to navigate, you know, a lot. and They need to be able to control this thing. Make it 20 miles per hour, it's still quick, and you're probably going to save yourself a lot of hassle. And also, what frustrated me about looking at this bot is, it looks really cool and dark and mean and a little bit menacing, and then they called it Shoe Me. <laughs> this yeah. was the perfect opportunity to call it Coffin Filler. It look, or yeah, it's a coffin Night Dark Wing. It, <laughs> it you looks... Shoe Me... It looks like it would be the very, very first original action comics iteration of the Batmobile. Exactly, yeah. It's just a yeah. black box of big wheels. What is it about these early series and just names that don't fit bots? Do they start with the name? But then if you started with the name, you'd want to make something that looks like the name. You'd, yeah, that's what you'd go yeah. with that. And then if you end with the name, you'd look at it and think, that's Coffin Man. So they must have like someone come up with a name, someone build the bot, and then they meet. <laughs> and that's it yeah. and that's how it happens <laughs> that's, that's i always wanted to build a bot called shumi well i've built a bot well, well I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not gonna join your team unless you let me call it <laughs> shumi <laughs> so weapon let's talk about the weapon what spikes spikes it's literal spikes designed as a ram bot which at 30 miles an hour is decent yeah but you gotta have the control for it, it is um at nearly 80 kilograms which is the heavyweight weight limit yeah. thereabouts yeah there are a couple that seem to actually go above the weight limit in this series, which again shows how little they care for rules. The rule book's more like guidelines at this point. Yeah, there are a few yeah. that go over the weight limit by a kilo or so, and they just sort of let it slide. Yeah. These days, can't really do that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a Rambot, basically. It's a racer bot. Yeah. And at that weight, at that speed, you could do some damage with spikes. Oh, God, if you went full pelt, full yeah. force straight ahead and hit something, as long as you can aim it. Mm -hmm. um, but. <laughs> Saying that, let's say it went against Roadblock mm -hmm. at 30 miles an hour with its 50 millimetre ground clearance. Yeah. It, just, it, would, it would just launch It up. would act as a ramp and it would just fly through the it air. just go into the audience and bounce off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. So it is a bot. It's very quick. That will come into play throughout the episode. <laughs> throughout. Throughout, uh, more or less. You know. <laughs> when we talk about Shumi, it's probably going to be about speed. Exactly. Technophobic fears itself. The robot's driven by a petrol motor. This drives a hydraulic pump split between two sets of valves driving hydraulic motors. 
The wheels are chained together in pairs. This gives us good power and good turning ability. Yeah, straight out of Bournemouth, technophobic. Lawnmower engine. Petrol powered. Yeah, I always find that a bit funny. Something weird about having a petrol powered machine. I never think about lawnmowers being that powerful. I mean, I guess they kind of are, maybe. A petrol powered one. I mean, the the word lawnmower is a bit loose. It could have been taken out of a ride-on lawnmower. Because say, yeah, you know, straight out King of the Hill or something. It would have been, you know. Yeah, ride-on. Well, they've got to take a, a load of a, a grown man and do their job still. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. It's half a barrel. That's kind of the shape I'd describe it as. Yeah. Half barrel shape, half yeah, cylinder. more or less. Large, silver. It apparently has a nine-inch disc as a weapon. Doesn't come into play, I don't think. No, but... I think in the pictures you see it and it, it's just there really obviously. Yeah. I don't think at any point they actually use it. It may have been a, a weight issue, mm. but like we already said, they don't seem to care much about that. Maybe it just didn't work. It's a heavy bot. 82 kilograms, like I said. I think the weight limit is 80, so... <laughs> so they are kind of, <laughs> you know... That might have been why they had to take the, the, um, the blade <laughs> off. How fast was it? 10 miles per hour. 10 miles per hour? I mean, that's steady, 10 miles per hour is. It's t- compared to some of the ones that... I mean, come on. At this point, we've had some that are like four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, brisk walk. Not even a br- like a tiptoeing, essentially, this around the true. arena. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know much more to say about it. It is a bot. It looks like it hasn't had anything done to it. Yeah, yeah. It's a shell. It's a bit of a tank. It is, it is. It's gone for simplicity for the most part. Yeah. It's and I think for- its weight and the shell itself are its driving factors. Really? It's gone for it's a working robot. Yeah. So that seems to be the the main the main goal here. I think they said themselves having a go at robot wars. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Who's next? Pain. Pain's not like any other robot in Robot Wars. We've got this, our kinetic stabber. Goes from the horizontal up to about 80 degrees of elevation, squirt of oxygen, squirt of fuel, spark in the back, banag, hardened steel bolt, and it does this to anybody that happens to get in the way. Pain. 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 It's, it's pain. <laughs> Zero turning circle. No. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. But this one does get the added bonus of zero ground clearance, which actually means it's in contact with the floor. Well, did you see it moving? Yeah. It looks like it's in pain. This is this is going to become a... In its intro, it's just all the parts are shaking about, like they're loosely about to fall but off. But it's only four miles per hour. Like we were just saying, there are bots slower than ten. This is one of them. Four miles per hour. Four miles You couldn't catch hour. another bot. Do you Man. know how this is powered? How? So it has... A pneumatic spike. Mm-hmm. The pneumatic spike is driven by sparks produced from a mix of oxygen and fuel. There is so much that can go wrong. The with producers this wanted to ban the weapon. Why didn't they? Well, they They're didn't the have producers. to. Well, we'll get into that. But <laughs> it's it's a dangerous idea. I think they would. Tr- I mean, what were they? Was this RAF pilots that built pain? I think I didn't note it down. I can't remember, but. I remember that the crew were clearly pushing the boundaries a bit here, pushing the envelope out. But it doesn't look yeah. well. Ma- it doesn't look well made enough no. to be using some kind of crazy spark oxygen fuel piston piston system yeah. for a spike. 
Yeah. The problem with spike. the spike, you've got to pin them against the wall. Your opponent yeah. has to be pinned against the wall for the spike to really go yeah. through. It needs that barrier on the other end. It needs to be held still. Else it's just going to push things away or slip past. It requires, exactly, and it requires some manoeuvrability to aim it at four miles per hour. No. You know, you're just going to be running about with this spike shooting out of you. The, sp- the spike Everything is barely going wrong. attached to the machine anyway. Exactly. It's just so horrible to watch it move. It's like putting loads of glass vases on a shelf and shaking the shelf. Yeah, yeah. It just feels, you're just nervous waiting for something to break. It is not steady at all. It uses tracks, which I suppose explains the four miles per hour. The tracks have never been, well, no, they're saying that mortise yeah, is tracked. Yeah. And that goes at decent speed. Yeah. So it's just crap tracks. It does have angle grinders, like all along the sides and rear. I saw that, yeah. As the defence mechanism. Which is an idea. I suppose that, you know. I feel like they're coming up with some crazy ideas. It's just, there's there's so much that can go wrong when you have that much going on. The protruding spike, Mm. it looks a bit like a dodgy sci-fi back alley surgical instrument, the whole machine. You know, um, in Star Wars, in A New Hope, the first one, Mm -hmm. they've got Leia in the little room, Mm -hmm. she's imprisoned on the Death Star, and Darth Vader comes in with that, like black floating orb machine with a needle attached to it yeah it's kind of looks like the horrible prototype mutant <laughs> version of that it's an early <laughs> development picture of just that yeah, yeah it's really just <laughs> doesn't look right it looks so cheap with this crazy spike weapon that they've really put everything into poorly put together but the idea's cool it's just a shame that it needed more thought behind it they wanted super powerful spike and it's almost like they used all the budget on that and then had to build a box around it and they clearly wanted to do something that hadn't been done so far yeah so you know an oxygen piston it's a shame they just didn't think of a spinner exactly they would have been well ahead of the game then yeah and it actually has a name that matches its look pain pain Pain. and it's this dark evil menacing box but that's the thing it's more box than a robot yeah Killertron's back. Killertron. It's nice to see it's not pink anymore. <laughs> you like the oh, pink? Who bought the wrong colour? I've got the wrong paint, so it went orange. <laughs> Returning, seeded fourth. Seeded fourth. Yep. Grand finalist, in inverted commas. They didn't make it to the grand final, although at least two or three occasions in this episode. They are noted as former grand finalists from the last series. They're not. They lost a roadblock in the heats. So, so what? <laughs> they're, they're just what? pretending Killertron was fourth. Yeah, I think it was Cunning Plan that was fourth. So was, what? They just didn't do their research, or they wanted Killertron to just sound a bit more full of prestige. They wanted to, to sound a little bit more full of prestige. Probably mixed with a little bit of. Non-research. What's the opposite of research? Ignorance. Yeah, pretty much. I suppose <laughs> ignorance on the uh, the production and team's I part. There, they consider the robot losing to the season's winner as, as a grand final, as as a higher accolade than actually being in the grand final. Maybe them. they just don't know what grand finalist means. Well, considering the grand final last time was just a six-bot melee. That they hoped would work. The same way like your grandparent is like a generation gap away. Maybe they were like, well, grand finalist is like a match and then another match away from being in the finals. <laughs> so technically, <laughs> Killatron's grand finalist. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe. 
because they got to the heat finals, yeah. they are a finalist and they're grand like. You know, yeah. they're, they're good. They're, Maybe they're good yeah. blokes. They're grand like. You know? it's, it's, not, it's not one word. It's, you have to separate into two it's separate, separate There's terms. two separate contexts here. It's, it's a grand bot that's also a finalist. It's, it's a grand, it's a grand fine. space pause finalist. <laughs> Uh, they changed colour, not of their own volition, though. Yeah, they brought they bought the wrong paint, and now they're like fluorescent yeah. orange with a they yellow are, mohawk. They're tangerining out there. The mohawk's really strange as well. It's because the mohawk surrounds the the, the web. It just leaves more room for things to go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> not much more to say because it's basically the same bot as series. One yep. new paint job. It's got a decent pickaxe, like pickaxe a weapon, really good pickaxe. Great for the time. Yeah, it does have the mace weapon, which they tend to end up lead, lending to other teams because it's not nearly as effective as the pickaxe. Yeah, the mace weapon. It's a um, flail mace. So it's a mace on mm. the end of a chain, and it's really small. So I don't even know why they bothered with that in the first place. Just the pickaxe was all they yeah, needed. Yeah, pickaxe but, is fine. That does well. But interchangeable weapons. Yeah. Unique-ish for the time, only a few robots could do that back then. But Killatron, they're back, they're ready, they're bright. They're made of wheelie bin lid. That classic armour. I mean, wheelie, it is a, like, it's a plastic that, it can be bashed about a it's bit. It's designed to be bashed around a bit as a bin, you know, it's, it's bins take some wear and tear over the years. They stay outside and yeah. stuff, they have to Get survive emptied. the elements. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. Str- strong enough for the time. We plastic can't judge armor, it. yeah. It develops and becomes quite a big thing yeah. to the point where today... A l- um, yeah, but like you say, plastic... I mean, they don't even call it plastic anymore. They keep referencing things by their actual, you know, Yeah, name. they don't just say plastic. No. They say whether it's They're poly... poly terra, blah, 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 blah. But Polyphalene, poly... Poly tele-offer-lean. Tele-offer-lean. tele It's like disciplining plastic. You're going to hit someone with it. Discipline plastic. (laughs) (laughs) Did I mention the zero turning circle? Zero turning circle. circle. I see there's a theme this episode. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on, who's next? Last, but certainly not least, Spin Doctor. Could you fit through half the parts in there? We're we're a bit limited on which way we can go. We think we're going to have to take on the big boy at the end. Spin Doctor. Guess what Spin Doctor does? (laughs) I'll give you a hint it's not doctoring (laughs) yeah I was gonna say cures disease well oh they missed such a good idea with this one because they've called it the spin doctor because it spins obviously but it is 66.6 kilos so it could have easily have gone on a satanic theme like spin devil yeah (laughs) that kind of thing spin (laughs) demon the spin doctor has the um, what what sort of rotating satanic something that spins round and is also satanic no linda blair's head <laughs> to it, <I> suppose. <laughs> linda blair's head <laughs> there's probably some um some they copyright drawn, issues like, maybe pentagram on the top of it because of its yeah, shape and it spins around i don't know stuff in like spin-tagram? stuff spin-tagram. <laughs> stuff in like movies based around satanic stuff and demons there's always stuff spinning around in them yeah. come on <laughs> <laughs> gone off on a tangent there but um it's pretty cool guess what it's uh turning circle is i'm guessing from the fact that it spins on the spot mm-hmm. it might be one no it's zero <laughs> could you imagine if it was like 0.01 and it actually very slowly would like it lose just, its yeah, uh, turning so circle over time <laughs> 
Yeah. Yep, so it's a plastic shell with a steel snow plow. Yeah, they keep saying that and I can't see it. What's uh it's I think I was just missing it. So you know how it's a multi sided wedge? Yeah. It's wedges all over it. One yeah. of the wedges is steel. Okay. And that's the front. I'm guessing it's more there so they know where the front is. More than it is actually <laughs> it's to do a really good idea, Because <laughs> otherwise you wouldn't know. It would be this perfectly yeah. symmetrical robot. And a chainsaw on the rear. Did we see that come into play no, at all? I don't remember it. Chainsaws so are just too flimsy Too much to can use. go wrong. Exactly. Chainsaws are designed for cutting down trees, but they're not designed for taking hits from the side, if that makes sense. Because we've seen even Matilda's one, I'm pretty sure we've seen Bend. Yeah, bend and flap about. Yeah, and... they're not they're not designed to do what people think they do from films and stuff. Yeah, you they know? they can't cut just anything <laughs> no, with ease. You don't like bust through doors with them that easily. You know, it's they're designed for just taking down tree limbs. They're a tool. They are literally yeah. a tool. The thing with people putting the chainsaws on their robots. If you're going to do it, you've got to do it like Matilda, where it's actually integrated into the machine. Yeah. Not just literally go to the shop, pick up a chainsaw, and then like, glue it, <laughs> it to, to the, the bot, side which the is bot. what they all seem to do. Oh, there was a bot in, um, it might have been the first series, I'm not sure, where they did have a chainsaw, but it was literally a chainsaw hanging off it, and then like an arm that pulled the... Oh, that was, um, that was one of the, f- I think that was the first episode of this season we did. Oh, I'm trying to remember the name, it was the ones... It was, Dartford Girls Grammar School yep, team. Yeah, that's it. They were back. The, Napalm. It was Napalm. Napalm. And it had, it had that big arm-like thing that I thought was a weapon at first, but no, yeah. it was to pull the cord of the chainsaw so it started. God, it's only now that I sort of think that maybe like a bot coming out of a grammar school shouldn't be called Napalm. <laughs> I mean, no. given that like everything was still probably pretty fresh in people's memories of what napalm was used for originally, <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's you know, a bit extreme for a grammar school. There's not much else to say about Spin Doctor. It is a it's a fairly cool design and a cool bot. It, it just does not need spot. it doesn't need these spin. weird things like chainsaw. It doesn't need all these extras. No, it on. doesn't need these extra bits. But you're right. It does actually. I mean, the bot itself is the spinner, but it does use the same idea, which yeah, is that, that spins really fast. Let them come to you, kind of technique. Yeah, the, you know, just the energy and power produced by spinning so fast and hitting something. Yeah, could do a lot of damage. It was actually originally supposed to be rounded, not um, wedged. Really? Like perfectly smooth, like almost like Elvis. (laughs) Elvis. Yeah. But they'd, um, the materials to do so were less available, more costly to shape. Why, I suppose, if you're going to spend more money, it's like, that isn't actually going to do anything. Mm -hmm. If anything, they're better off having the more rigid wedges because they're something that you can catch when it's spinning and do damage as opposed to completely smooth surface. So it just sort of brushes people away, but you you really need something to sort of hook into them. You need something to hit. Exactly, yeah. That's true. Largest robot this series. It's, it's it huge. shows. It's, it's huge. It's very, very, yeah. very, very big. Wide. I don't know, twice the sort of size that most other robots are. Even though it's not as heavy. Yeah. It's just big. Interesting for the time, it actually gave... Or I say it. The team gave regular updates via their own website. That's really? The, yeah. There you go. On the uh, website bots. There was, I think they mentioned a few previous seasons as well. The odd couple, like, innovative... we living in the future. Yeah, like, yeah, ooh, they like have a website. Surfing the interwebs and, like, dial-up. Yeah, they <laughs> have a website. would have been dial-up, like, wouldn't it? Yeah. Those old, like, GeoCities things, oh. those horrible uh, oh, word yeah. art and stuff. And, and, like, GIFs that are, like, preloaded, but it's just, like, an, a smiley face dancing and stuff like and that. And the background is, like, just, like, one image just over and over again. is like, an, almost like a mosaic yeah, of that yeah, same image. the same image. 
and everything's comic sans oh and i'm having horrible flashbacks yeah <laughs> like stars or like sparkle dust stuff following your cursor everywhere you... oh so many flashbacks to really Music bad myspace or... <laughs> pages <laughs> Music that automatically yeah. starts playing that you can't stop. Visitor counter. Visitor Do you remember counter. that? <laughs> God, that'd be irrelevant now on the internet, wouldn't it? Oh. Back then it was like, wow, 400 people have been to this website. You say, you wow. say it'd be irrelevant. Views, listens, YouTube. Oh, good point. Yeah, it's the Podcasts. same thing, isn't it? It's the yeah. same idea. That's what, yeah, yeah. That's what it was It's just tracking now. it, yeah. yeah. They just don't put it on... Uh, we have websites really like that. <laughs> you don't have a big thing that says congratulations, your viewer number 264 or something. No, you just get congratulations, you've won an iPad. <laughs> you, you've won an iPad. Please give us no, your you personal haven't. details. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, should we talk about the gauntlet? And the new additions to the gauntlet. There's a time for living, there's a time for loving, there's a time for showing off your oh-so-impressive statistics. But now it's crunch time. In the face of our three rounds, the gauntlet... This is the gauntlet. Time to run that perilous journey down to the end zone. But this week, we've added to the fun by adding a medieval pendulum with spikes designed to impale any robot that lingers too long about its task. Also, to add to your entertainment and with a point to make with his pickaxe, it's Shunt with his arms open wide in welcome. There's dead metal. And always ready to play a few games or two, especially with the odd small robots. A killer lot. Yeah, medieval pendulum massive massive pendulum that i'm really excited to see and (laughs) (laughs) not to give away too many spoilers but this is not the episode to debut the pendulum (laughs) where did this come from this well my theory was that they've put the pendulum at the end of the corridor haven't they Mm -hmm. now did you notice in the previous episodes everyone was going for the corridor Mm-hmm. And then in this episode, not to give away too many spoilers, but they all go down the uh, rampway. There's one major reason I think they go down the rampway. What's missing from the rampway? What, the wall? Yeah. yeah. There's no wall, not even barrels. There's no wall time. or barrels, no you bricks. You just walk nothing. straight onto the ramp. Yep, exactly. That was the challenge. <laughs> yeah, the challenge was getting past it's those true. bricks. It's and just... now you can just go straight onto it. You know what they... they... <laughs> So they nerfed the rampway and they buffed the corridor and obviously, inevitably, everyone has now switched. Yeah. And the house robot route is just redundant. Yeah, we haven't seen it for a few episodes. Why would you just on purpose make your mission to get past a giant bot in a very tight, windy space? Never going to happen. But yeah, you can see what they've done. Everyone was going down the corridor, so they've tried to mix it up. So they've sent something there to try and deter people so everybody's just going down the middle now and the that's middle is easy and the middle's nice and easy it's made it easier that's Which what it is i think it was just to force the bots to mix it up a bit but they don't mix it up they all go down the middle oh, exactly yeah yeah <laughs> they, make, sense. they keep making one too easy and others too hard it's a balancing thing isn't it well literally i suppose when you're going down the ramp but why can't just keep the wall there i don't know then you would actually have to pick between or just make the wall weaker but make it there enough so that it's a you know hindrance of some kind they need to have each route play to a specific strength that reoccurs in bots so the rampway is clearly for bots that have decent driving you know the corridor is for ones that can take damage and the other side is for ones that are really good at actually confronting the bots and 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 getting past exactly so instead it's just all this disbalanced mess and (laughs) half of it's ignored and the gauntlet's irrelevant anyway and i hate it it's so So. (laughs) such a lottery 
It is so badly because all those bots that had to deal with the wall and got stopped by it, they might have breezed through this one. Yeah, and got to the fights and all yeah. that and, and won. Exactly. You can't change the rules every episode. No, it's not it's fair. It's not fair. It's a competition. It stops it being a competition and makes it... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've got to talk about it. So first one, Killatron. Yeah. Straight to the ramp. Why not? There's no yeah. obstacles. Nothing to worry about. Man, picks a fight with Shump, and it's actually really good. Yeah, yeah. Tell you about like, that pickaxe is yeah. really, really, really impressive. Literally, they have a pickaxe off, and it's really cool. <laughs> and all you see is just pickaxe flying, and the counter, like the time's going down, and you're thinking, "Oh my god, they are pickaxing each other for like half a minute straight." It's like lots of really noticeable superficial damage. Nothing crazy happened. No, but something that actually resembles a battle. You know, yeah. war or like robot wars or you something. Know. Between robots having a war. You know, they not, literally had a war. In that robot Pick obstacle war. course, that yeah. classic show. Well, exactly. <laughs> so you got a 10.3-meter um, dash before confronting the housebot, which is awesome, and it was really entertaining to watch. Yeah, everyone loves it, because it's what everyone actually wanted everyone to wanted see. Everyone wanted to see a fight, and they got one, especially in the gauntlet of all things. <laughs> no, tell me about it. <laughs> so next was Shumi. Shu who? Shumi. Oh. Shoo you. Team are wearing traditional uh, camo trousers. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Ah, you see, I'm starting to pick up these things. Like, every episode, a team is wearing camo trousers. Yeah, there's always one that wears camo. Mm. That is a point. Either camo trousers, every now and then you get a camo hat. Yeah. Or full-blown camo, if you're a certain team. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We'll get there. <laughs> Very rare that you get a camo shirt. As a matter of fact... Other than the odd robot logo, everyone goes to just the plain black shirts, I find. Yeah, plain black shirt, camo trousers. More often than not, like urban camo as well, like those greys. Greys and blues as opposed to the greens. Which kind of matches the situation, because obviously you're in sort of like a post-apocalyptic environment, so greenery isn't going to help you, um, if Metal Gear Solid Freeze taught me anything, help you like blend in with the background. (laughs) Uh, So Shumi goes straight to the ramp, of course except goes too fast and just sort of flies off and gets stuck. Yeah, blink and you'll miss it. Brute yep. force and ignorance. Launches off ramp, wedged. Um, are they flipped out? I oh, think yeah. second lot kind of like comes into help slash damage the bot. You know what I mean? Just wanders in to be involved, really. Yeah. It's there to make this gauntlet run entertaining. Is really all Which is quite a for. challenge, really. Because Sir Kay's supposed to stick to his damn route. But if a bot gets stuck, they just send him in to nudge them to free him up. If he can't do that, just wrecks them. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. He couldn't free Shumi, yeah. so just flipped him instead. Yeah. Picks him up, turns him over. 7.3 metres. It's okay. There's always, there's always one bot that but doesn't that's the get thing. anywhere. The ramp is a safe bet because there's nothing challenging you now. So as long as you get to the other side of the ramp itself before you're confronting a house bot, you've achieved something. Next up is Aurak. Slow and steady. Slow and steady does win the race, literally. Yeah, over the ramp, ignores shunt. <laughs> literally, but it's like shunt by. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't understand why the house robots didn't give Aurak a bit more They didn't even slack. challenge Aurak. Aurak just walked right past them. It felt like... It felt like they hadn't even activated the bots. It felt like it was like a, it was like a you passed the test moment. You weren't supposed to challenge. If you don't yeah. challenge the house robots, they won't come after they you. Won't come after oh, you. That'd be, a, that'd be such a good little They're like neutral. tease. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Damn. Yep. Just gets past. Good driving. Very slow. Done. 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 Complete. Yep. Decent by all rack. 
Team Pain. Team Pain, they're super confident in their bot. Like, <laughs> yeah. they do a little backstage interview. Um, they are they are ready, and they're smart, and they're quick-witted on their feet. A good interview. Direct Love their quote. bot. Unlike any other robot on Robot Wars, which will be true for this episode at least, not maybe in the way they want. Nope, because as soon as they go to start, nothing happens. Absolutely, it doesn't move or anything. Nothing. They treat this robot like it's going to be revolutionary. Yep. Like that spike weapon is going to be like the first time you see Hypnodisc or Carbide. Mm. You know, these really crazy powerful spinners. That just change the dynamic of the sport forever. Yeah. <laughs> and like, that's what this <laughs> spike is going to do. And unfortunately, everything goes wrong. Everything. Literally, they've got nothing. It just sits there. They have to take it away. Yep, they say they will get it fixed. They seem quite, again, They even though they've just got a bot that didn't work, yeah. they're like, oh, we'll get it fixed. Get it fixed, no it'll problem. Be, Nothing's it'll wrong. be fine. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll fix it and it'll be all good. It's, it's, mm. <laughs> so they're on the sidelines for now, whilst Technophobic give it a go. Yeah. So onto the ramp, of course. Straight into Dead Metal. Dead Metal gets a nice little squeeze. Yeah. Gives like, him the old uh, yeah. pain hug. Gets axed by Shunt. Big hits by Shunt. Yeah. Denting hits. Yeah. Like, um, technophobic. The armor seems a bit... It it definitely takes some, like, superficial damage, but it's clearly not impenetrable. Mm. You know, it's getting dented left, right, and center. 11.3 meters, that's pretty cool. But then it's the ramp. Um, It's just... It's so easy. Because once you've got to the other side of the ramp, you've made at least eight meters. And that's the point, yeah. You it's know. Just, yeah, it's around eight meters to, to yeah. the ramp. And then... And then you just pick up some more as you get across. You know, it's... And again... We don't know how they measure this bot, these bots, whether it's from the front or well, the back of the bots. It's yeah, whatever they feel like. Exactly. If we're going to put the tinfoil hats on, I think they do sort of manipulate the distance. Because we've seen this in the past, haven't we? We've been like, there is no way that bot got that far. It barely moved. <laughs> you know? But that was okay. That's a that's a fair run. That was, it was very standard. Yeah, we get an update on pain and it's still not working. And at this point, Philip is like, Guys, <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to bring a working machine. Yeah. <laughs> it's robot wars. She's starting to lay into them a bit, and uh, yeah, Payne's not doing anything. <laughs> Which so, takes us to Spin Doctor. It's Spin Doctor's time, and they go down the ram rig route. Yeah, they break it up a bit. At first, they can't decide really. They start to go one way, have a think, turn around. Well, do you know why they started to have a think? Because they realised they were too big to fit down the down the <laughs> corridor. Yeah, they should have thought that, really. Why don't they just go bot. down the damn middle? Yeah, exactly. It's a big bot. It could have... Well, what's the clearance on Spin Doctor again? I wonder if they thought that the shape of I the bot could actually... Because if you think, with, like, a box with the wheels at the front, they're going to be the first thing to pick up. But when you've got something that's round and you know that the wheels might be closer to the centre... You've got all of this point. excess yeah, shell that can get caught on things and stuff like that, I guess. It could have happened. Yeah. Instead, Sir Killalot just walks into them. Gets blocked by Sir Killalot, and that is it. They're just the wrong shape for the gauntlet. There's this no... is why I hate the gauntlet as well. It's just great bots going out in the gauntlet. You shouldn't have to think about that Yeah, in, in a gauntlet. You shouldn't have to think, well, the robot's too wide, so it can't get past the gauntlet, so it can't yeah. fight. How am I going to get over the ramp with my bot that's awesome and absolute destruction itself personified can't get over a freaking seesaw can't so it's out you know the corridor because it's too fat <laughs> like, what is going on oh it's annoying isn't it they only got 3.8 meters but pain forfeit no or, they re- don't forfeit 
they retire. You picked up on that as well, didn't you? They kept saying retire, and I'm thinking, what, forever? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it's a bit harsh. Was, it's like, we forfeit now, nah, you retire, mate. Pain's we, we, we forfeit now, nah, you're not coming back, you're done. Up there with Ric Flair, it's Payne's <laughs> retirement from Robot Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Just didn't do anything. Oh, poor Payne. His exact words are, lack of anything. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't move, it doesn't do anything. This revolutionary spike bot, which it looks flimsy as hell anyway, just doesn't work. Oh, it's sad. The most important part, before you start making your spark-powered spike, make a robot that turns on and actually moves. Yeah, they didn't do that. They no, did not do that. it wasn't repairable. Now, what got me about this is, why is it in the show? Is this not what reserves are for? Yeah, you're right. I mean, the fact that it... Well, they must have tested it, let's face it. They must have turned it on backstage just to make sure it could turn on. Surely. Obviously not. Well, it, no, it got out for the intro, didn't it? It did in the, in the little intro yeah, where they get announced. Yeah, that's a good point. How did... gutting is that? It managed to function then. <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> soon it shook as it its way along. Yeah. But surely this is what a reserve is for. Surely when yeah. once you know this is retired, you go, okay, get the reserve. We'll do their intro later when we've got a... a Clear arena. Yep. Switch them round. And get them out and do the um do the gauntlet with the reserve. Do you think they looked at how far Spin Doctor got and thought, hmm... Oh, do they want Spin Doctor to go through, yeah, more or less? Yeah, I'm going to put like, a tinfoil hat on that one, I think. Uh, they wanted to see more from the Spin... They wanted yeah. to see the Spin Doctor spin, I think. Exactly. And maybe, because Philippa was so on fire backstage, they thought, well, we're going to have to keep the pain stuff in. <laughs> they had enough They had enough material yeah. from it. That it, they was, could, it was decent backstage material, so... They could maybe afford they thought, to yeah. lose a run because of the material exactly. they had. That's fine, yeah, you know. Fair enough. Yeah. So, RIP, pain, press F to pay respects promo by craig before we get to the trial and he mentions uh gazpacho soup do you remember gazpacho soup from red dwarf yes yes now that you've mentioned it yes i do as soon as i ah. heard that it's the only because obviously it's the episode with um rimmer recounting the story that ruined his entire career, career. yeah where he uh gets invited to the captain's table and they bring him gazpacho soup and he asks for it to be taken back to get heated up. Didn't realise gazpacho soup is supposed to be served cold. Everyone's laughing at him whilst he's eating his hot piping soup. <laughs> and he has a breakdown. And it's arguably maybe the best Red Dwarf episode of all time. <laughs> yeah. So just to hear, just to remind you almost that Craig Charles was in the number one and number two BBC show. BBC. BBC. BBC show. B- I still can't say it. BBC show. At the time, he was like a megastar. Yeah, he was big, big deal. Big, big, deal. big, big deal. Had that money rolling in. Unfortunately, in his little promo, he doesn't really explain the rules of King of the Castle all that well. Not really, no. More he's... interested in making castle-related puns and that kind of thing. And then announces that he's standing in the wrong place. I'm going to splice <laughs> the, his little intro for King of the Castle in now. Yeah. And for all of you at home... Take out the sea in Castle and imagine he's saying that instead, and this becomes quite amusing. You show an Englishman a cue and he'll stand in it. Save him cold soup and he'll never complain, unless it's gazpacho. But threaten his home and expect to be on the receiving end of a very large bat. Now, in King of the Castle, each of our competing robots is going to try and defend his castle against attack from the house robots. Whoever puts up the worst performance will be evicted from the competition. Now, dead metal and shunt I'm going to attempt a forced entry and Killatron's in the middle, home alone. And I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. 
Let the trials begin. Yeah, so what he's trying to explain... Two-on-one sumo. That's literally... Exactly what you wrote. Exactly, exactly my wrote. words. That's basically two-on-one sumo. That's all it is. King of the castle. It is basically just two housebots try and shove you off the platform, and you've got to survive. You can tell they're running out of ideas of the trials now. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do? Um... Sumo, we did sumo. We did sumo. Uh, two on one sumo. Okay, we can't put two on one sumo. King of the castle. Right. Sure. So. There's nothing castly about it at all, but... Yeah, King of no, the castle. There's not even a little castle somewhere. Oh, they should have put, like, little... Car- no, because then they couldn't fall off the side if they put a little... Oh, that was uh, a little... I know what you mean, like the yeah. top of a castle They tower. could have found a way to make it look like a castle. Yeah. You know. And whenever a castle is on TV and you get through the gates, the first thing you're greeted by is, like, dusty ground and bits of hay... They could have done that. Yeah, made it look, made made it look like a jousting know. arena or something, maybe. They but, already have jousting, if you remember. Oh, right. damn it. Yeah, oh, they, man, we're running out of ideas, let <laughs> alone <laughs> them. <laughs> okay, let's get started. Uh, Killatron. Killatron eats Dead Metal's attack first, and Shunt kind of comes in really late. Yeah, they Shunt gets stuck on the way to the arena, the ring, I suppose, because yeah, it's, it's yeah. two ramps leading up to yeah. the, the central ring. Shunt keeps getting stuck, so it takes the Shunt a while to get there. Killatron cling into Dead Metal with their pickaxe. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's a good idea, wasn't it? Dead Metal's yeah. a lot of bars and like there's a lot of holes, a lot of yeah. loose bits you, you can, can get, get hooked in. in. Do you reckon that was on purpose? Hmm, I don't it's know. Just, it's just so good. It actually kind of saves them the match, really. Whether or not it's on purpose, they re- realise it when they've done it, yeah. and it's it's clever enough. Yeah. So, so good can, on them. They just hang on to dead metal for dear life until the match is over defeat the timer they've done it they survive they survive it's a as survival. they keep calling it and for some reason they leave the little bit where craig charles says that was a piece of cake with nuts in <laughs> why'd they well, leave that in i don't know with nuts in because i mean he's trying to imply like nuts and bolts uh i don't know yeah, because exactly. the problem is when you say a cake with nuts in you just think of a cake literally mm-hmm. with nuts in yeah but obviously the producers were impressed enough with that pun. To leave that joke in, yeah. It's, it's really just, like, squidged in there. Yeah. It's all of a sudden he's like, a piece of cake with nuts in. Like, <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> Who said that? <laughs> someone else here. <laughs> Straight on to Aurak's run. Aurak, shunt, um... Proper, <laughs> like, not having much luck here. <laughs> Considering this is a pushing competition, this is like Shunt's turn to shine, and he's just stuck at the bottom of the rampway. <laughs> he can't join in. Which leaves Matilda, who's replaced Dead Metal. Again, that's a bit weird. I feel like switching the house spots up on you like that makes it a bit unfair. And it's a strange choice. If you already have two house robots out there, yeah. why not just keep them out there? Yeah. Unless Dead Metal stopped working or something. Maybe, maybe a technical issue and they had to replace with Matilda, yeah. 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 Wouldn't turn on or something. So Very strange. Yeah, I don't know. So Matilda is clearly the right choice for this, uh, for this match, at least. The tusks are actually very, very useful. Yeah, and Orak was not prepared for that, so... Orak just kind of gets spun around a bit by Matilda. Yeah, Matilda showboats for a bit, lifts Orak up, spins round as if, like, waving Orak to the audience, and then just goes and dumps Orak off the side for 28.95 seconds. Could have just taken him out straight away. And then he wouldn't have got 28.95 seconds, mm. because there was a lot of rotations when Matilda was kind of yeah, hanging Orak out. Just yeah. didn't make... I get, you know, it's for the cameras, it's for yeah. the show, but it's, it's also a competition. to entertain the children, isn't it? That's what it is. I mean, Matilda is great for entertaining the kids, so... That's all keeping Orak in. You do, exactly, Orak did yeah. better because Matilda Because Matilda, Matilda wanted to do something cool. 
Yeah, 28.95 seconds, not of their own volition, really. So, In the post-match, post-trial interview, did you notice um, Craig Charles actually has a new catchphrase? He's used it a few times tonight, uh, quite a lot this season. What is it? It's, um, don't know if you've done enough, or some variation of, not sure if you've done enough of that one. Oh, okay. Constantly throughout trials and gauntlet runs throughout this whole series so far, I've noticed. Usually if they've done it all right, it'll be like, not sure if you've done enough of that one. It's not quite as catchy as Smeghead, is it? It's not quite as catchy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if he could come out and just be like, oh, Smeghead. And then just walk <laughs> and then away. Again. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> yeah, We've already had gazpacho soup. soup, so they're... They're clearly getting closer and closer to those Red Dwarf references. <laughs> how great it would be if he does those long monologues at the start. Imagine if one of them, he just stares at the camera and just goes, Smeghead, and it just And then everyone starts clapping and they just... They're saving that for the later episodes, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll see that. Of course. That takes us to Shoo-Me. Shoo-Me? Shoo-Me. Shoo-Shoo-Me. Runs into shunt, turns, leaves. Yep. Basically, charges shunt with... Their incredible speed is basically just leaves themselves completely exposed to Matilda, who wrecks them. 9.4 seconds. They just run into the house robots, do absolutely nothing. And it's almost like at that point they thought, well, it's supposed to ram. It couldn't do that very well. May as well just stop. Exactly. They should have stayed perfectly still, really. (laughs) Because navigating how to remove you from the centre would have taken longer than what they did, which was just charge forward and end up off. You when know? you've got a tiny round ring arena, sumo ring essentially, there's a reason sumo wrestlers are big, slow, large men. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. charge at 30 miles an hour because they're yep. just going to leave the arena. Exactly. So that is it. Moving on from Shumi, it's Spin Doctor. Now this is where things get a little interesting. Ah, it's awesome. This is so cool. Straight so- into the centre. Yep. Starts spinning on the spot. Attempts everyone- to travel through time. A desperate attempt. You see, you see things starting to warp and tear around it. But exactly, yep. Uh, uses confusion on uh, shunt, and yeah, shunt, shunt hurts itself in confusion. <laughs> shunt just leaves. Yeah. Okay, who the hell is controlling <laughs> shunt during this? Because they can't, they can't control shunt. Well, I, I mean, like spin doctor spinning, and shunt kind of moves around a bit. Doesn't know what to do. Panics and then just dives off the side the of force the stage. Of it spinning, it felt like <laughs> a gravitational pull, maybe or something. <laughs> just three meters away, it spans so fast it launched shunt some sort of vortex, <laughs> which started flinging the, stuff around. The eye of the hurricane. Yeah. This is going and going. And then Matilda's like, "Well, I don't know. I'll just go near it and see what happens." Big mistake. Cautious. Cautious, yeah. yeah. Very cautious. Shall I go in? Shall I go in? Bam. Loses the tusk yeah. straight away. Knocks tusk clean. Breaks it. It's not even like dented. It's actually snapped, like almost clean off. It's awesome. This is the first bit of real spin damage we've ever seen yeah. on the show. And this must have been planting the seed for spinners. This is the future yeah. of Robot Wars. Spinners did technically exist in the States with Blendo and whatnot, but... Spin Doctor doing something a little bit different. Yeah. And proving that just how much damage you can do, because those were pretty thick tusks. Titanium. Yeah. When you look at them, you're like, wow, that knocked that clean off. Quite easily as well. Man. Yeah. That's pretty dangerous. So obviously survives because the house bots are basically taken out. Do you know what house robot wouldn't have um, taken any damage from that? Because there's no like parts hanging off it. Shunt. (laughs) Yeah. Shunt's front plate could have easily absorbed that damage. But instead, dived off the side. 
who is controlling Shunt? What's know. going on? Is it a favour thing? Is it, well, Shunt oh, might have done it. Oh, tinfoil hats are back. Yeah, but even maybe. then, they could have just had Shunt approach it and acted like it was damaged after being hit and not yeah, moving. exactly. Why suicide? I reckon there's someone controlling Shunt who's never controlled a house robot before. Mm-hmm. Like, someone's let their mate do it. Like, hey, yeah, that on, makes sense, yeah. Come yeah. be Shunt for a while. You get to play right. as Shunt, mate. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah. Because just driving straight off. That's it. it. Get stuck. Falls off the edge, gets yep. stuck, falls off the edge. That's that's the pattern. Because when you're putting together a trial, one thing you have to bear in mind is that the house bots have to be able to move around it. And clearly it's nothing nothing to do with the arena, nope. because Matilda and Dead Metal have done perfectly fine in terms of being able to move. Exactly, and they're funny-shaped bots, you know. it's Shunt's the one that's supposed to be about control. And it's so bad. And it's the pushing bot. This was literally Shunt's time to shine, and it goes so wrong. Shunt's supposed to be the challenge here. God. Okay, so Spin Doctor survives really well. Mm-hmm. So uh, guess who goes out? Well... Technophobic still has to have a run first. Oh, crap. <laughs> you forgot about Technophobic. I'm so desperate to just say Shumi's out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Technophobic. Technophobic using a lifter of some sort instead of a chainsaw. Didn't really notice it. I did not notice it at all. Charges Matilda. Yeah, probably just saw what had happened and thought, I'm in with a chance. <laughs> yeah, Matilda's obviously flimsy. Yeah, get to see Matilda cam, first person, Matilda vision. Yeah, what's this lifting... Um... Green cyber stuff happening on the I sides. Know, like, like technology. a green yeah. instead. <laughs> All these random, like, f- feedback stuff happening on the sides, or like a heads-up display, completely unnecessary. Think of the Terminator saw The yeah. Matrix. That's kind of what's exactly. going on. They've, what's they've with that, tech? like... What's with that like green square like wall that just spins? I know, <laughs> and there's no point. It's not doing anything. It's not registering anything. Green square, yeah, often like gridded. Yeah, exactly, wall. and then just spinning slowly, and it's just so <laughs> random and unnecessary. Technology, yeah, <laughs> big time. Future. And also the fact that it's constantly spinning implies that Matilda is actually just constantly <laughs> cartwheeling around. I I watched that. That'd be great. Yeah. Sorry, I went off on one again. Shouldn't have really charged Matilda because Matilda's back to 100% and lifts Technophobe up very easily. Shunt finally does the first, its first bit of offence and just pushes both of them off yeah, the edge. Like, <laughs> I'm finally here. It's been spent, this, it. <laughs> it spent this entire time trying to get back onto the stage and just charges in and knocks both Matilda and Technophobe off the, uh, off the and place. And we later learn that that actually damaged Matilda's back. God, so. <laughs> Matilda's having a shocker. Lost teeth oh. and bad back. It's oh, oh, so sad. Oh, Matilda. But 35.95 yeah. seconds, decent run for Tech. I did not write that down because I was too eager to write down in big capital letters, shoo me out. Shoo me out. <laughs> I wrote shoo me out and I didn't even realise I wrote shoo me out. It could have wrote shoo me the door. Either way, they are out, man. Too quick for its own good. Too quick for its own good. If it was a race, if it was like the uh, racing trial, oh, do you remember that? The that did Yeah, they season. did like a little Formula One, like track didn't they you know i reckon shumi still would have done crap in that because it couldn't control itself (laughs) straight forward and out yeah yeah, it would have been first place for all of five seconds but it would have hit the wall (laughs) and that would have been hit no speed is not what you want when you're designing a bot a little bit of speed we're not talking four miles per hour slow but (laughs) you do want to be steady as opposed to quick control over speed once you've got the control down add as much speed as you want as long as you can still be in control because a push bot's great but a pushbot that's never going to touch anything is exactly. no point. It's just, it's just a fast thing. For lack of a better... <laughs> fast, a fast thing. thing. Man, you should get a refund on that thesaurus. 
<laughs> not only is it terrible, but it's also terrible. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Funny, funny, funny. Well, Christ, does it let me know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we finally get to the fighting. Yes. The fighting the here. Arena battles. Arena. Man. And our first match, Keltron versus Orac. Did you hear Craig Charles' intro for this? No. In a world where money talks, it's nice to know that brute strength and ignorance talks even louder. Now, our four surviving robots have been randomly drawn in battle against each other. The winners will then fight for a place in our series semi-finals. Now, to win, all you've got to do is completely obliterate the opponent or at least immobilise him. Now, if there's no clear-cut winner, a decision will be made by our panel of judges. They'll be looking at style, control, damage and aggression. It's the usual panel of judges. So, hey, hey, come on, put them up, put them up! Oh, didn't he be able to do, like, put them up? And he did a boxing pose. He did that, and he was just like, got the usual panel of judges. That's it. Yeah, and breezed past. They didn't even get, like, on screen. Yeah, they didn't even get them waving on screen. Yeah. Like, not even with just a little um, nameplate at the bottom showing yeah. who they are. Just, just that just, was it. Yeah, it's, yeah they're here. Yeah. <laughs> Great, weird, wasn't it? Yeah. Nice crediting them. Maybe they have to be paid per appearance, and they can, maybe. And maybe. Like, well, if you don't show them on that, don't episode. show them, and uh, <laughs> don't. Uh, if you don't show them, you don't have to pay them. <laughs> oh, that's so annoying, though, isn't it? Especially so, since there is actually a judge's decision, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I like it when there's the judge's decision, and you see them debate for a little while, and, and like, like going over their notes. Like, yeah, and then. then they look over at each other, yeah. they write something down. Because <laughs> you think they're exaggerating, but then you think Sharky, and you think he's not exaggerating. No, he is literally he is, debating this. He's, 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 he's not messing around. <laughs> okay, so the first match is Killatron versus Orac. Yep, slow start. Killatron's chasing, Orac's kind of on the retreat immediately. Very quickly, Orac ends up on the spikes. The spikes don't seem to hit it at all, but it does enough to have Orac lose its chain. See, I thought it got stuck on a panel at first and it wasn't until they showed the uh, replay and you can just see the drive chain just hanging down listlessly. So almost immediately that snapped somehow. The moment they're in a position where they're taking any kind of impact, the chains Mm -hmm. come off. So obviously it wasn't very uh, well made to begin with. So Sergeant Bash puts some fire down on it. What Killatron does is awesome. Lots of axe shots and then just shoves it onto the barbecue. The amount of holes in Orac's top. Yeah. There's a really, really effective axe, um, or very, very ineffective armour on Orac's part. Yeah. They mentioned Killatron are grand finalists again, lying. <laughs> Killatron mention, and obviously Killatron win, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. Um, Killatron mentioned that they were actually trying to get Orac off the flame pit. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, because that's they trying to get the yeah. axe in and take it off. And then take it off. But they just couldn't, couldn't so they just left it It's there. fine, it worked out in their favour. That was yeah. a lot of burning. A lot of burning. This is a very fiery series of Robot Wars. After the match, some uh, controller interference Killatron had, which is weird because yeah. they won really well. But the axes were apparently working a little oddly. Well, they said they couldn't control the axe. It was just going off at its own... Yeah, every now and then it was just yeah. go off on its by itself. <laughs> like, someone out back is like, we need more holes in that machine. Control their axe. Someone backstage is like, why isn't my axe working? And then goes <laughs> to the arena and it's, <laughs> yeah, it's just the axe going... Dun, 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 dun. They're in the testing booth. Like, oh, it's just not... It's just not. We're going to have to pull out, guys. This isn't working. Axe isn't working. And Killatron's going... Due to the arena and Killatron's going crazy. <laughs> I like that idea. I like, I like the idea that that's what happened to Shunt as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, my pot's not moving. 
no matter how much I hold down left, it's just not moving. <laughs> and then there's left. just it cuts to the trial and there's just shunt listing to the left <laughs> randomly. Uh, okay, so yeah. Next match, Spin Doctor with Flails versus Technophobic. Now you think Spin Doctor was named Spin Doctor because of the spinning. Yeah. But it's almost like they weren't planning for it. They had the chainsaw originally, which they never yeah. end up using. Yep. Or was it a circular saw? They had a saw attached to it, yeah. which we never ended up seeing. Saw yeah. we never saw. Hmm. Uh, but now they've added the flails to it. It's almost like they didn't realise that spinning would be a thing. Yeah, exactly. It just now they're like, oh, luck to call a spinning robot. So the spin spinning dot. worked. <laughs> huh. Let's try and focus on that. And that's what they do. The first thing they do is they start to try and pick up some spinning speed. But it's the difference between technophobic and Matilda. Technophobic doesn't have any protruding parts. Exactly. It is a half barrel. Meaning if it can't just... If Spin Doctor can't smash through armour, mm-hmm. which it's not going to as mm-hmm. a lighter robot covered in plastic, it's not just going to get through steel. No, exactly. Spinning on the spot. At least but, not the speed it does. But if they, on the outside of Spin Doctor, instead of those weak flails, they actually had something hooked. A know, bar or something exactly, coming out. Something. Like, exactly. Something with weight. Yeah. Weight That could or, hit them. Like you said, weight or spikiness. Something that could strike Technophobe. Then they probably could have taken the armour out. Yeah. But unfortunately, they don't have that. Nope. So they just spin on the top whilst Technophobe just walk into them. Yeah. It doesn't really take much from Tech. They don't exactly. have really any weapons. So Technophobe just starts interrupting the spin every time they start to pick up speed. And eventually, Spin Doctor's kind of immobilised. And then at the exact same time, Technophobic just ignites. It's, a- <laughs> <laughs> it's just on fire. <laughs> it's like random. It's just like, oh, man. Yeah, Spin Doctor is out, finished. Camera pans to the other side. And yeah, it's just got fire. But how? Nothing, there was nothing, nothing to set off a flame. We would later find out it was Techno's petrol tank cap that caught fire. So a plastic so, cap, yeah. which means it probably had petrol residue on it. Exactly. Which yeah, has caused yeah. it to catch fire. But what caused the spark? Does that mean mm. inside it's so parts that are so... Yeah, exactly. So badly done it's creating spark or creating enough heat to ignite petrol maybe in a petrol driven machine maybe one of those clashes with spin doctor spin all it would take is just two things to rub together not in the loose. clash and that's it all of a sudden everything's on fire so judge's decision because both bots got totally wrecked and they went with technophobic based on aggression and damage like neither robot seemed to do damage and no. both seemed just as aggressive i think it was more because i think technophobic was st- Still technically moving, they were just on fire. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Spin Doctor were dead. I'm and I, guessing that's what went in their favour. Because they seem to favour yeah. Spin Doctor a lot in terms of the episode in general. Yeah. yeah. So I can't imagine them wanting a now essentially weaponless, basic, what looks like a stock bot to yeah. go over spinning thing that's doing loads of damage. Exactly, yeah. And I like how they're it's like, oh, we've called the fire brigade. The way Jonathan Pierce says it is as if they picked up the phone when we got a robot on fire. Can you come out? And they spent the time, they waited, and the fire brigade yeah. came out. And nah, they it's just a bloke there. with and a the, fire extinguisher. Yeah, <laughs> then they got the hose out. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, it's like, <laughs> the building's emptied. All the sprinklers went off. Nah, it's just a bloke with yeah. one of those uh, little... Bloke in high vis yeah. with fire extinguisher. Little fire extinguisher <laughs> comes out, gives it that. a quick... Yeah. Oh, and this is where we actually, um, during the middle of this match, we see Killatron backstage with Philippa watching the... <laughs> Titantron, <laughs> the, uh, uh, the video wall. It's nine classic cube-sized televisions stacked up on each other to create one big megazord of a screen. And 
I still don't know how that works. I think a lot of things work that way, actually. A lot of big screens work by having lots of little screens together. Yeah, I guess. But, but because they're old TVs, you can very clearly see the frame for each that's one. That's what I was going to say. Breaking up the image. There's yeah. a huge border between each one, yeah. which makes the image really uncomfortable yeah. to look at. Imagine if your TV screen had a thick black grid yeah. over a the top of it. A two-inch thick grid. Yeah. It'd be really annoying. It would block out parts of yeah. it if you was writing on the screen. You wouldn't be able to read it. Man, think how many audio-visual cables were behind that as well. Oh, someone's job was to put that together, and they're pretty yeah. well proud of it. Yeah. Oh, big time. Well, given the technology at the time when it came to televisions, that was probably amazing. They could have just had a normal TV, though. Oh, big time, yeah. They could have just had a big TV there. Yeah. Those TVs are big, big for the time. Yeah. And they could have just had the shot closer. It's almost like they yeah. really wanted, for these moments where they showed... Roboteers and Philip are watching what's yeah. happening. It's almost like they really wanted to have full body shots of them, so they need a massive screen. Could they not have just got a projector? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they could have, wouldn't it? It would have been cheaper and easier and yeah. definitely possible at the time. Yeah. Definitely possible. Well, yeah, because, I mean, they were showing like WrestleManias in cinemas. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't do that. Nope. That or just one TV and have the shot of them the watching closer. a regular sized TV. Yeah. They could have saved so much, couldn't they? Yeah, this is like such a small detail, but it's really wound us up, hasn't it? <laughs> I think it's because they're trying to be techie, but they don't really know how. Whereas today, they know how you're not going to see a bunch of TVs stacked on top of each other exactly. in Robot Wars now. Yeah. And then be like, yeah, look at what we've done. Yeah. Technology, yeah. Engineering yeah. way. Yeah, you're right, actually. They cut back on a lot of that for the new series, actually, because it would become outdated. So when it cuts to like the backstage areas on modern Robot Wars... It's pretty much just the workbenches and the bots and then the little corridor of lights walk down. But it feels more techy because it looks real. Exactly. Yeah. The well, simplicity is good. Exactly. That you overdo it. It's the same with the arena in the old series. There's so much random stuff everywhere that it just kind of it's counter to looking cool, you know. <laughs> it's become pointless and s- simplicity. Gotta go simplicity, man. We've got our finalists though. Yeah, we have. So we've got Killatron and Technophobic ready to tear each other apart Killatron being the obvious favourite yeah Killatron performing well like they always did I mean they have only lost at this point to Roadblock yep. the champions exactly yep Technophobic who you could say had an upset victory over Spin Doctor yeah exactly Technophobic's strength appears to be just being a robot that works a functional shell a functional shell a functional yep. box whereas a lot of things seem to break down a lot being too innovative it's just gone with a working standard robot it has wheels it does its thing exactly so spin doctor if spin doctor had faced killatron mm-hmm. what would that have looked like because killatron's actually got things that could be broken off by something that's spinning that's true it depends just how strong that spin is the thing with matilda is those tusks are on the ground yeah so you're getting I don't want to say the spikes, but you're getting those edges, those rigid edges of yeah. the bottom of Spin Doctor hitting mm. it. Yeah. The axe comes over. It's where it's whether that would still I have mean, the same. If the, if the axe say went straight into Spin Doctor and Spin Doctor was spinning really fast at the time, is there a chance it would just tear the axe clean off Killatron? I don't know. I don't know if it would have had the power for that, but it might have dragged Killatron around a bit. Mm. Or it could have been the opposite. We could have seen the axe go in 
and Spin Doctor just stop. Exactly. <laughs> if it goes into the right area, it's just going to go straight through a major artery and Spin Doctor's just going to be done. Spin Doctor's going to need a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> so, the final. <laughs> Killatron versus Technophobic. Techno's actually doing a pretty good job of dodging the pickaxe shots. Yeah, like I said, with Technophobic, it's just a working robot that seems yeah. easy enough to control and move around. Strongish armour. It's doing pretty well at just being a dodgebot right now. It does struggle in a pushing competition with Killatron. Killatron clearly has the better pushing power and starts to send it in the wrong direction. They have those little spikes on top of their pickaxe, so when the pickaxe is down, the spikes are facing out, and it kind of gets a grip on tech from there and uses that to push them. And we actually get something historic here. This is the first ever pit victory. Way. Which leads me to talk about the audience this episode. Lots of stock footage of the audience going mental. Mm-hmm. Absolutely insane. Oh, yeah. Um, actually, the one moment where they didn't, which I found quite funny, when Spin Doctor took out um, Matilda, mm-hmm. it cuts to the audience politely clapping. Oh, that was the perfect time to have them banging against the glass. But with this, this is the first time the pit has ever come into use. The mm-hmm. only other time the pit's been in use was post-match, yep. when the house robots kill the yeah. loser... And That's they might it, push yeah. it into the pit. Yeah. This is the first time the pit has been used to win a match. Mm-hmm. But when they cut to the audience, they're all going, pit, 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 ah. pit, pit. And they're not just going, pit, pit. They're going mental. I sw- there's someone <laughs> flailing about yeah. uncontrollably. Like they <laughs> has been like whipped up into a state of ecstasy. And like I you swear say- there's someone crowd surfing. <laughs> it's, it's mental. <laughs> they're going insane for the pit. Yeah. But they... That's not even a set thing yet. So you almost think that they got footage from later in the competition when the pit had become an established thing to the audience and spliced into the ne- this episode. Because they do, they do make the audience. They say, "Oh, have all the audience chant for so and so, chant for this one." Yeah. They don't. They don't hide it. They go. They basically say, "Look, we need some. We need some footage yeah. of the audience doing this or going mental." Yeah. Because the reality is, when stuff's actually happening. You're sitting, paying attention to it. You're not going mad because you want to. You can't sit there flailing whilst you're watching. Uh, maybe. So, do you think that after the um, episode, they then turned to the audience and was like, "And let's have a chant for the pit." Probably, but once they realised this could be a thing, that's yeah. when they probably did it. And then they were like, "And the craziest section of the audience is going to go on TV." That's yeah. That's exactly. And that's, that's the best what, way to do it. Isn't that's it? what they do to this yeah. day, which it's fine because it makes sense because you can't. Like I said, you don't get those shots. Other than the mm. odd, whoa, from yeah. something happening, most of the time it's people intently watching because yeah. that's what you're doing. You're, exactly, you're there you're to cool. watch, aren't you? Yeah, I guess that's what happened. Nonetheless, like you say, historic, and it looks awesome. It proper tumbles in. It's a bit like clinging onto the edge of the pit for dear life for a bit. Yeah, it's a and slow but sure push exactly. them into the pit and they go in and And boom. then it's a proper this is Sparta moment and it gets kicked right into the pit. So cool. Killatron then. It's quite a bot. Pretty yeah, cool. Did did really well. Um yeah. very effective. Very effective last series. For these early days, it's a good bot because it's got decent enough armor, which is mm-hmm. lightweight, which allows it to put weight into that weapon, which is a big pickaxe, which causes a lot of holes. You know, most robots, the top part of the armor is often the weakest because it's expecting to be bashed from the sides and stuff. Yeah, it's so. expecting to get pushed and shoved around. So it's not expecting something come from an aerial attack. So it's, it's great. Yeah. It's, a, yeah. it's an early, effective axe bot. Exactly. Which is nice. With pushing power. 
and is dependable. So it's really good bot. Yeah, and I'm really glad to see it win, really. Killatron go through to the semi-finals, I think it is, but they, they win a heat, which is nice yeah, for them. Exactly. One of the top performing bots at this point in time. You just counting season one and two, Killatron one loss to the grand champions. It's not bad. It's not bad. Not, not a bad, bad run. So far. Exactly. After this is all said and done, we get Craig Charles and he says we break health and safety laws. Don't say it on TV, mate. Yeah, I was trying to think, because I was thinking, they left that so in as well. BBC are like really different nowadays compared to that. They would never have let their presenter say that out loud to a camera, facing a camera going, we break health and safety laws. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, what? Like, how? Oh, so, it's, Craig Charles is insane. Like, literally, it, the amount of trouble, I guarantee they probably did actually have a, a quick investigation after that episode to make sure that Rebels <laughs> we was like, actually, you know, check. living up to standards that are required. So, Well, you say they would have checked after that episode. It would have all been recorded by then. <laughs> they a good point. Next season. <laughs> so, uh, oh well. Little facts on that episode. Um, this time we've got 5.47 million viewers, which is a 500,000 person drop in viewers what but it's still third behind the simpsons and have i got news for you same place it came uh, last week so just less people watching tv then yeah i, I don't i can't remember the exact date i didn't write that down it might have just been something like i don't know it might have been bonfire or something silly like that oh, exactly, you don't yeah. know what's going to affect the tv ratings but in terms of where it's coming same place over five million viewers that's a huge it's number. Not... And like you say, it's competing with The Simpsons as well, which at the time was something that pretty much everybody watched. And apparently, Have I Got News For You was something everybody watched. It's great it... back in the day. Yeah, yeah great stuff. It's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. You, don't, you don't think, oh, 90s, what's going to be the highest rated TV show? Or Have I Got News For You? It's got to be. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. So what did you give this episode? Ooh, I am going to... I really enjoyed it, so I'm going to give it a... 3.5 fillipers out of 5 fillipers. Oh, That's it. a high rating. Yeah. I gave it a three and a quarter, which over three for these early episodes is pretty high. It's phenomenal. I think even where the quality dipped, I was really entertained. Yeah, we even got a post-credit sequence in this. Yeah. Marvel-esque post-credit. Which I have was no just, idea what happened, yeah. It was just the guy <laughs> technophobic and Philippa just <laughs> manically <laughs> laughing. Are you saying that Philippa is starting to recruit people to <laughs> her Avengers? <laughs> yeah. And the guy from Technophobic was one of them. <laughs> one of them. She's building an Avengers robot squad. <laughs> yeah, that, that came out of nowhere. It's random, but it's, it's there, isn't it? So. They had they had five seconds to use, so they used it wisely. I really, really enjoyed this episode. That was a fun episode. That was yeah. You had a lot of little things there. You had an effective axe bot. Yeah. The only returning robot one. Like the the house bots are starting to actually look quite vulnerable. They need to be like buffed up big time. The only one that doesn't seem vulnerable at all is Sir Killer. Exactly. Maybe yeah. Dead Metal. Dead Metal never seems to take any any vibe yeah, beatings it kind of does okay considering so much is exposed on dead metal like you say there's just bars yeah, and stuff everywhere dead metal, it doesn't seem to do anything either it seems yeah. to be a bit it's a crusher very slow crusher i think the blade stopped working earlier in the episode so although he could crush he couldn't do his crush and eat technique if that makes sense <laughs> so yeah one of my favorites yeah, yeah the crush and eat the crush yeah. and eat yeah crush and eat they need to be buffed up big time they were looking weak as hell in this episode 
especially Matilda, which is weird to say because usually she's the most dependable of the team. Odd thing though, like all of the pushing they've done of Sir Killalot didn't get much of a look in this episode. A couple of yeah. moments in the a gauntlet. Hook, a hooking, flipping moment in the gauntlet, but that's it. Yeah, it didn't turn up much, yeah. Considering the first couple of episodes were all about how he is going to change yeah. the face of the house bots forever. I guess he couldn't fit in the King of the Hill competition. Oh, God, to be ridiculous. He's far too big to get up that rampway. Just, they could have just put him in front of the in front of the other robot's ramp. The yeah. Competitors ramp and they wouldn't have... That's that it. would have been it. They'd been, everyone would have lost immediately. But <laughs> it will get eliminated. There's no fights. They should do a... <laughs> they should do like a, a trial that's just fight him. Survive for you know, Sir Survive for Sir Killop for as long in as possible. In enclosed space. Yeah. He would just bumble up to you and wreck you. <laughs> that would be more interesting than, great. than just two-on-one sumo as opposed to sumo. <laughs> okay, so that was a cool episode. That I was really good. That. We liked it. So this, this series is very inconsistent in its quality. You never know what's going to happen, and you never know how good it's going to be when it does. And you never know whether it's going to be something that's actually happening or whether it's your tinfoil hat. Exactly, yeah. You never really know, because they're clearly going for moments rather than actual competition yeah yeah they're looking for highlight real scenes and that's it and in a half an hour slot you've kind of got to have highlight moments it's not long enough to tell a proper story you need to hook people you know? to get people into it exactly well, yeah you've only got half an hour you've got to light that tv up for a full half an hour so you've just got to have moment after moment and if you have to artificially create that moment well that's <laughs> the competition goes out the window unfortunately. exactly yeah bit of a shame yeah Shall I try and do an outro? Oh, man. Okay, so we are on Twitter at Podcast Activate because someone else has at Activate Podcast and we aren't bitter about that at all. Yeah. We are on YouTube now, so you can search for us. Just Activate or Activate Podcast. Just search Activate Podcast. We'll probably turn up. You'll recognize our logo, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. There's only a couple of videos up at the moment, which I did like weeks ago. There'll be as and when the moments come. If there's any suggestions for moments from the podcast you want made into a video, go for it. Yeah, exactly. Or anything you'd like us to do. We're pretty easy going. Yeah. And you can email us, um, activatepodcast at gmail.com. That's correct. We read our emails and we like your emails and we like your tweets and... And we're not associated with Activate the Tory... Oh, this God, weird that thing mess. That yeah. Well, that was awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Why they have to call it Activate? I know. It's not even anything to do with the Tories. Activate. Activate uh, Tories. What does that mean? It's supposed to, I think it's supposed to be getting like the youth into... What, to activate the youth? Yeah. What, like some sort of like dormant army that needs to be awoken? It's, I think it's supposed to be like, oh, if we post memes, people, the youth will vote Tory or something. Yeah. It's just like, oh, please, please leave us alone. Yeah. We'd... We had Activate first. Be called something else. We can't get involved with politics. We've got enough on our plates with Robot Wars. Yeah, we don't need to deal with that. Think of all the the controversy we have to deal with Sir Killalot and that. And exactly. now we've got this. And now we've got that to deal with as well. God damn it. <laughs> But yeah, we're just a, we're just a Robot Wars podcast. We're just a Robot Wars podcast. Unaffiliated <laughs> Robot Wars podcast. Exactly. <laughs> ah. oh. My political opinion is that Craig Charles needs to calm down sometimes. 
that's as politicized as i'm gonna get yeah, yeah exactly we really don't need any car oh, <laughs> god damn it activate britain or whatever you're called uh, taking we... a hot sweet twitterness like tweets hashtag activate about that and it's like exactly oh. <laughs> i can't read this it's bad enough when you search robot wars and it turns out there's some sort of anime video game yeah super robot wars yeah like a tactical God. anime video game with mechs. Exactly. It's really frustrating trying to search for stuff on Twitter. Yeah, it's just, that comes up all the time. God. Now this is, so now, now this has come up. You've got to filter through all of this murk. You've got to prop up on your social media waders so that you can wade through all of this rubbish before oh, so you get to it. Search like Activate Robot Wars. You're going to get, I don't know, a politician playing... <laughs> playing an anime video <laughs> game. It's like, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> But we're stubborn and we are not changing. Give us a nice fancy review on iTunes. That helps a lot. Like immensely. More people can listen to us. And share us with your friends if they're into this sort of thing. Yeah, it'd be a bit difficult if you're like, I don't know, like a football Facebook page. I don't think people are going to care about our Robot Wars. On, yeah. 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 It'd be a bit out of context, really. Don't spam. But if you know someone who likes Robot Wars, go, hey, there's this podcast about that. And it's called Activate because there's quite a few podcasts now. So, <laughs> <laughs> and we're technically Activate, this, but yeah, we're not the uh, but not not, not the, the political, political Activate. The <laughs> oh, God, it's getting too complicated. Oh, my brain's turning to sludge. Let's think about the fact we've got a new series airing soon. Not long to go. Not long to go. Exactly. Next month, probably October time. We're looking at a new series. Can't wait to go through that. We're going to see some more carbide. We're going to have to try and fit in another retro episode before we start hitting the new series. It took us a while to get back into series two a bit because we started doing series two and then new series two happened and then we had to continue after that. It was remembering what happened before in season two, old season two. See how confusing yeah. it gets already. Oh, definitely. Having to remember that Elvis is a historical bot and not a current contender. Yeah, not the current really hard to- <laughs> tough one. <laughs> Easily defeated carbine. <laughs> Thanks to them rhythm and blues. Just kind of, oh. oh dear. <laughs> what a bot. Ha, 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 ha.